Hey, 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 everyone. This is your host, E. And I did not get a special co-host today. Um, it was just going to be me talking to you guys. And I like to follow instructions. Um, this, uh, this, I will do a special... Um, episode, uh, the original episode that I wanted to do, which, which was on foster care and children growing up in the system, I am still going to cover that. However, um, with Tis the Season to be jolly, <laughs> I want to cover seasonal depression, better known as seasonal affective disorder. You guys, I'm going to let you guys know, Cersei self-care, we got to go there sometimes. And... This is a tough topic for me as well. So every emotion that I feel when I record this today is sincere and genuine. And I am a person who suffers with seasonal depression every year, uh, most often in silence. But you guys, I really wanted to talk about this because I know that there are so many people that are going through, especially during times of COVID-19 and the pandemic, how do we stay ahead of the curve? How do we fight these symptoms? How, are, how do we combat that? What is seasonal affective disorder? Um, what are resources and guides and treatments and risk factors? These are different things that I really want to cover today. It's really especially difficult for uh, families and uh, women are one of the highest respecters of seasonal affective disorder uh, and children as well. And it is one of the most underrated and undiagnosed um, disorders um, because there's really not that much evidence or supporting therapy resources treatment on this um i know more so recently um i almost had about a bout of seasonal depression uh my sister had called me and um, why well, i called my sister i was really excited i have would you i would i would say high functioning depression um high functioning depression a lot of times during the seasons uh, you really can't look at me and tell um there are small subtle things that i do that um someone who suffers with it would recognize and know but um this particular year all of the high functioning activities that i would like to do and engage and be social it's really restricted and hard. So um, I had this really great idea of Christmas. I was like, listen, we're going to rent out the movie theater. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Like, I was really excited. Um, so I called my sister and um, I was talking to her about it. And she said, well, my sister-in-law, she was asking about um, Christmas Eve and Christmas. And I was like, really so both holidays because thanksgiving i usually i don't prefer cooking but i do cook because i um 
at one point spent a lot of my holidays for a good remainder, maybe like three years with a good friend of mine and her family. I will always tell her, like, I feel like an orphan. She's like, you're not an orphan. And my pastor makes it his business to make sure that no one is alone on the holidays and that people reach out. And, you know, it's just not the same when you don't have your family. And these months are so difficult dealing with grief. Um, I lost the matriarch of my family. So... Holidays have been different for me since I was 18. And one is for adulthood, having different types of holidays. You know, people expect that because, you know, when you, people say when you're an adult, holidays around these times of the year, the fall and the winter is not really for you. This is not a for you season. Um, so a lot of times I fell to the wayside with holidays and really deep, dark depression. And, um... I spent a lot of time with my friend, but back to my story. Um, so I had talked to my sister and she was like, well, you know, my sister-in-law, she want to do um, Christmas Eve and Christmas. And she had already hosted a event for Thanksgiving at her house and it, her in-laws came over. And I just really felt slighted. Like, um, that seasonal depression is... I, I try to keep it at bay. Um, I have children, so, you know, you can't really... You're not allowed to be depressed on the holidays with children. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't happen. <laughs> um, and in my particular instance, I was like, well, what do you mean she want to spend Christmas Eve and Christmas? Like, I don't have... We don't have a family unit, you know, like I'm more so the matriarch, the person who gets everybody together. Like I do all of these things just to have everyone feel that warmth and comfort during the holiday season. But um I was angry. Like I was pissed off. And <laughs> I hung up the phone and I had thought on that thing for like two, three days and I was like I just don't understand how people can feel like they can just take the only people that I really spend the holiday season with and um, plan events and stuff. And I talked to a good friend of mine. Um, I talked to my friend, Felicia. And she was like, well, you know, during the holidays, you know, families go through X, Y, and Z. And in-laws is different. And I'm like, you know, I understand all that. But had to sit inside of myself like, you know, I'm not really angry about the idea of it or the people behind it. I'm just really, that's what keeps me from going into my depression mode. And why am I so emotional, you guys? Um, so I had to take a step back and really understand a different point of view. It has nothing. It's not personal. But I know for me, seasonal depression is I need to socialize. And that is actually one of the, the things that they say with seasonal depression. Socialize, interact with people. I know every year I plan events leading up to Christmas. So I'll probably do ice skating and uh, Christmas decorating and cookies and trips. I plan different things and um, it's not limited to just my family. Um, 
it's I reach out to my friends, I reach out to coworkers because I I not everybody is the weather outside is like you know joyful and happy during the holidays. Like this is a really struggle time. It's not just the holidays; it's the entire fall and winter season. And um, so seasonal affective disorder is a mood disorder characterized by depression that occurs at the same time every year. Seasonal affective disorder occurs in climates where there's less sunlight. At certain times of the year. So, you know, we have daylight saving time. And it starts in the fall and continues into the winter months. Um, and there are several different types of depression disorders. Um, so, a lot of the people who suffer with that, it could be family members who have faced these. So the risk factors are family history, having major depression. So that's why I said there's a lot of different depressive disorders and living far from the equator. So the sunlight. Sunlight plays a big key factor in sad seasonal affective disorder. Uh, and a lot of people um, during the fall, winter, they experience things like oversleeping, appetite changes, where they, they crave Things high in carbohydrates, weight gain, tightness, low energy, feeling depressed most of the day, losing interest in the activities you once enjoyed, having low energy, having problems with sleeping, experiencing changes in the appetite, feeling sluggish or uh, agitated, having difficulties concentrating, feeling hopeless, worthless, guilty. Thoughts of suicide and death. And I just want to pause right here. If you are having any suicidal thoughts or you've thought about death, please, please, please reach out to someone. Reach out to me. Um, and, and I can talk you through. And it doesn't matter what time of day or what it is that you're experiencing, I am here to listen. And also the suicide hotline number is 1-800-273-8255. Please, if you're feeling any thoughts of suicide or death, please reach out to someone. And for all of my listeners, please reach out to those people who you feel like reserve themselves around the holidays, um, fall and winter, people who just go into a shell or a box, and even those high-functioning people. Like, I'm one of those high-functioning people. You just don't know. You can never tell by looking. So please, reach out. Check in. Do, do a mental health check. Hey, how you feeling? Are you okay? Because um, it's just important. I mean, and we take self-care serious on seriously self-care okay so i just really want to reiterate that um that affects up to five percent of the population majority women and young people which is a lot <laughs> i um and the spring and summer said um disorders um uh, symptoms are trouble sleeping, poor appetite, weight loss, agitation, and anxiety. Uh, now, those who experience anxiety know what I mean. It's 
it's like an onset of emotions. It's the, the feeling of being overwhelmed. If you have anxiety attacks, it's like a fish with no water. It is complex. Now, I've been suffering with anxiety. Whew, I've been suffering with anxiety since I was about 15 years old. And it was a result of stress. But that led on, that started with grief. My stepfather passed and I'm being murdered by Baltimore City Police. I will never stop saying his name, Antonio Shields. Um, so uh, these things really affect you when it comes to sad seasonal affective disorder. Uh, <laughs> quick story. So I had started my job and it was like around the time, like we have like a, we have six months, um, probationary period and like the month of my probationary period, um, November is a really tough month for me because uh, I married my ex-husband in November. Thanksgiving has always been one of my favorite holidays. So this was before I started celebrating and cooking and I had two children. So I'm at work and that morning, it was just a bad morning. Like I don't... I don't even think I did my hair. Now, my hair, my hair is a telltale, a telltale sign of if I'm going through something. I want to say, um, this is mostly because I love getting my hair done. I love doing different things, trying out different styles. Um, and this particular day, I'm natural, so you know, I I didn't even put my hair in a ponytail. Like I think I just. It was rough, okay? Um, so my supervisor, and I mean, she may have just been like, listen, what's going on? How, you know, but I pre I appreciate that. So my supervisor at the time, she was like, Erin, what's going on with you? Um Hey, she was calling my other coworker over my friend, like, hey, such and such. Um Fix my hair up. What's going on? And I think I just started crying. <laughs> and it was like a laugh cry, but I started crying. I started bawling. And I was at work. I excused myself, went to the bathroom, and I think I sat in the bathroom and cried for about 10 minutes. And like I said, November is heavy for me. Um, so I was in the bathroom crying and a friend of mine, he came, like, I didn't even know he was standing by the door. Like, he was really concerned. Um, mostly because I'm not really, like I stated in my last episode, I'm not really an emotional, you're not going to get too much out of me emotion-wise unless I'm, like, done. Um, which is not healthy. And I'm working on expressing my emotions without it having to be an explode. But uh, he was standing by the door, and <laughs> my supervisor was like, hey, what's going on? I don't even know. Like, I, what did I say? And she was like, yeah, your brother, he was, like, really concerned. That's what she called my coworker with my friend. She was like, he was really concerned about you. He was standing by the door. Are you okay? And I'm just sitting here with eyes red, crying my eyeballs out in the bathroom, like... <laughs> 
what is going on? How are you? What's going on? Um, but of course, you know, at this point, people didn't really know me too well. So I didn't really want to go into details of how tough the month of November was for me. But um, I remember that moment thinking, what is wrong with me? Why are these people see me break down like this? But it's something that you cannot control. This seasonal affective disorder is, it's like, if you don't get ahead of it, sometimes you you just never know the level of emotion a person is feeling and what's going on internally. Um, and she pulled me in the office. She was like, "Listen, some good news. You're employed here for good. Like, hey, ain't going your paperwork. Six months probation is up. You're officially on the team." And I was like, "Thank you." <laughs> <laughs> I don't think my supervisor probably even remembered this, but it was so, it was like a relief for me, because um, that was a really tough year for me, um, and I, were, I was finally getting back on my feet, but seasonal depression, it don't discriminate, <laughs> don't discriminate, and it's going to hit you, Um and I really, that situation really opened my eyes to the fact that, hey, I need to get ahead of this. Because this thing affected me in a way that, one, I didn't want people to know. And two, mental health is so important because... Take time for you. Take time for your mental health. Because who better than you? Who better to be an advocate for you, to fight for you? Um, and, um, seasonal affective disorder. is <sighs> so many different people who are affected. And especially during COVID. This is a COVID pandemic. Sad season. That's what we call seasonal affective disorder, okay? So you can just imagine how sad you are. Um, and it, it's gonna... COVID is a difficult time for families. People are losing their jobs. So there's not really too much um, studies on this because we this is our first time facing the pandemic. So we don't know how people are going to respond on COVID and facing seasonal depression. Um, with COVID, now there's a limit to social interactions. And like I stated before, I, like that, that's my thing. Like, this is how I, this is how I get up. You know, this is how I get out of the funk. I, I host events. I, I plan things out, you know, for myself, my family, my friends. Um, so, um, I would say really... It's going to increase tension. It's going to increase anxiety. Um, the changes in the school system for families. So children are really going to be affected. You've got to take into consideration. Families are used to interacting on the holidays in some form or another. Um, so try to engage in all social activities that you can with keeping social distances, distancing practices, 
in effect, let's say that, people that you trust, your go-to, your bubble, staying your bubble, your circle, but it's so important. Um, practice self-care strategies, and that can go for whatever is your self-care, okay? Like like I said, for me, it's part of my self-care is my hair, but I lock my hair. So now in this season, I realize like I'm like, hey, I want to weave. I want to, I want to, I want to get my hair done. I want to get my nails done, and it just hit me earlier today. I'm like, wow, this is this is a part of my seasonal affective disorder. This is this is what happens um, to me around this time. Um, and a lot of people, especially during December month, coming out of January and February are the hottest months for people who experience that. Because it's an extreme high. Christmas, you hit that extreme high. And then everything goes back to what we call normal. And then we're at wreck with death. We're alone again. Everybody's starting a new year. Everybody has their own set preconceived notions about the resolution. So it's really difficult for people in the month of January. Um, so ways to combat sad. I'm just going to read off some different things that you can do. This is so funny to me because I didn't even know this. But... Treatment will be considered light therapy. So light therapy mimics natural light and you sit under it within the first hour of waking up. Um, so you want to talk to your doctor before, you know, you purchase a light box. But within the first hour of waking up, you're sitting in front of this light box. Now, I know for me... It's amazing to me the different things that you learn because one of the biggest things for me when I go on vacation, like I tell you all this time, I don't like to turn up. I'm not one of those people. I need, when I go on vacation, I am letting my stress and anxiety and tension and all of the, my day-to-day -day stuff go. Like, it's going to be waiting for me when I come back home, and we'll deal with it accordingly. But when vacation, the biggest part of vacation for me is watching the sunrise. When I went to Miami with a friend of mine, I wanted, I, I love the beach. I, I can't swim. I don't like the water. I like the atmosphere um, and the energy that it brings. So... Uh, when I went to Miami, I got up early in the morning, went off to the beach and watched the sunrise when we were And I just, it's such a freeing moment for me. Sunsets, the light. We need people who experience seasonal affective disorder need that therapy, light therapy. Like, for me... I, I need that natural light. And and I realized many, many years, I don't like opening the windows and stuff like that. You know, it depends on the neighborhood you live in. I don't like that. But that sunlight, cutting on lights, light therapy stimulates your brain, the serotonin in your brain. It's like it creates an atmosphere almost for 
natural remedy of combating depression. And I tell people all the time, um, this is more of a spiritual thing for me. Depression is a spirit. To me, this is for me. It's a spirit. And, you know, a lot of people say energy, you know, um, negative energy, things like that. But this is a very real thing. So for me, that spirit jumps on you from other people. It's a spirit that may be heavy in you and your family, generational curses. And for me personally, that that depressive spirit, um, anything that depressive spirit tells me, I feel like I need to do the opposite. The, because a lot of times, listen, mentally, a lot of times the voices are your, in your head are lying. Especially when it's something negative. It is lying. Now, that's a spiritual thing, too, and I don't want to get into that. But when my depression tell me to sit in the dark on the bed, I got to open up the window, the curtains, get off the bed. When the depression the say, I don't want to do anything today, I need to run. I need, I need to have exercise. I need to, I need to get outside, get moving, move my body. Um, they often say medication, antidepressants. I personally don't, don't recommend whatever. We do whatever is fits our situation. I personally, antidepressants, I, I can't do it. I'm, I'm okay. So we're not, um, but that is one of the treatments, psychotherapy, which is, which identifies behaviors and help you manage stress. And listen, I tell anybody, therapy, therapy saves my life. Um, and has saved my life in the past, along with the most high, um, God, but therapy is important. And if you need a healthcare professional, please seek out a, 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 a person that can assist you with therapy uh, because it is definitely necessary uh, to, to be 100% your best self. So therapy is definitely... Um, the key deciding factor on staying on top of your mental health and definitely can help you identify when you're going through seasonal affective disorder. Mind-body connection. So this is really um, interesting. And my therapist, she uh, recommended it to me <laughs> when I was going through um, a, a different type of depression. Um so relaxation techniques, such yoga, tai chi, all of these one with self, spiritual, different, enlightening type of things, meditation, guide therapy, music or art therapy, which is, I, I know when I'm feeling bad, sometimes I put on these feeling bad, sad, sorrow, sappy songs because I want, I want the energy to feel Sad, sorrow, depressed. Put on some music. Put on some up and dance. You know, something to get you hyped. I know I play a lot of uh, 
Megan the Stallion. <laughs> Surprisingly, this season, I'm like, why am I playing so much Megan the Stallion? Um, shout out to Megan the Stallion. But I play a lot of her music when I'm in the mood. When I feel myself getting depressed. Because, listen, ain't nothing like getting up and twerking a little something, something. Myself. Just, you know, a little one, two step, getting yourself, um, lifting yourself up. And I play a lot of gospel music because, as I said, I'm a Christian. So, a lot of those songs and messages and, um, I need that. So prayer. And I, and, and I, and I know people, I hate the super religious, churchy, Christian five people who be like, pray, 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 pray. There's so much power in prayer. And it is so much power in prayer. But people need to be heard out too. And I'm going to put that out there. People need to be heard and Once they identify a relationship with you as a Christian, they'll receive your prayers. Once they have a relationship with you as a person, as a human being, who has put been put in a position sort of like to guide them, lead them the way, um, you better believe the prayers of a grandmother are accepted. People accept those. Um, and listen, I pray for people silently without them even knowing. My, sometimes I, if you fall on my, my heart, my spirit, I'm going to pray for you. And I ain't got to tell you, I'm praying for A little life into you, a little bit of encouragement. Because a lot of times that is what's needed. Seriously. Some encouraging, some hope. We, we you know, sad is hopelessness, depression, Feeling worthless. We need we need that encouragement. We need people to speak positivity into us, feed the light in us. So, um, vitamin D supplement. It was one of the things listed. And you know what? With COVID, it, it definitely can hurt. Um, I know with the um. The different types of things that people experience. I I like to be sensitive and um, like I stated, sensitive to the direction that people will have me to go. Um, that's why I said uh, prayer worked <laughs> tremendously. Um, and getting connected to people who can help you spiritually and mentally, which is big because a lot of people do not have that support system. And it's so easy to fall into suicidal thoughts and death. Um, so I really, really encourage people that if you don't have that support system to reach out. Um, I know in the last episode we did dealt with for friendships, and I know that uh, a lot of people struggle with having meaningful relationships in their lives, but I honestly want you guys to reach out and have a meaningful relationship with 
someone, that level of support and encouragement is um, it's unmatched. I know I reach out to a particular person in my life like when I'm seriously heavy with different things. And this person also suffers with depression. Um, but when I'm going through, I really reach out to this person and I've regained insight about a lot of things. Um, and that's so important. It's imperative for people who experience these things because people don't know what you're going through. Um, like, I don't think I've ever called him and said, hey, oh, I said him. Scratch that. This person <laughs> and said, hey, I'm depressed. What should I do? I don't think it's ever been that. It's more so a conversation. That conversation piece has saved me a lot of times from falling into a heavier state of depression. I'm going to say that. Um, because they were encouraging and they did speak life into me and they did bring me a sense of joy and hope. Because feeling hopeless is not... It's deep. Um, feeling unworthy, feeling guilty. All of these things that seasonal affective disorder encourage you to be. I encourage you to not listen to the voices, like I said. And really, really reach out. And those that are listening, definitely reach out. Definitely, definitely reach out to people, especially in times during COVID. That's why I put in the virtual interaction. Zing somebody, FaceTime them. Because uh, you can't tell by hearing their voice over the phone. Sometimes you need to see what's going on with a person. Um, and I know, like I said, these times are so hard. It's so difficult. With families facing all of the things that they're facing, um, financial burdens. Um, this is something that I want to encourage because I know that people go through things and it's a pet peeve of mine, but also be especially sensitive during times of COVID. I know people, it's, it's Christmas time is coming and a lot of families are out of jobs and out of work and in this place. Can we refrain from posting our tree but the gifts under it? Can we just not do that this year? Um, and I'm not saying be shamed or um, you know, be, be pushed into this box of really this, this burden is on you because people are facing depression. I'm not saying that. I'm saying have some empathy. Um, for those people who are experiencing loss and who are experiencing, this might be their first season of going through seasonal affective disorder. And it, 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 it very well could be due to COVID and the pandemic. And I really want people to understand and engage and really, really, really reach out, speak out because this is, this is a community effort. 
And I say that, I think I say that in every episode. Community, community, community. Why community? Because we need to reach out and help each other. And like I stated, a lot of women go through seasonal affective disorder and check in. Check in. These women are are going through this and they have children. They don't have support systems. And they get on Facebook and they see you with your tree and a thousand gifts. And I just want people to have a little bit of empathy for families this year. Um, and children, children go through seasonal affective disorder. So a lot of times when around this season, parents are complaining about how the children are dragging in the morning or they falling asleep during the day and because they're restless. This affects children. Please pay attention to the signs. Uh if your child is moody or not themselves or going through different types of emotions, emotional outbursts during this time of year, let them go outside and get a little sun. I mean, I know it's the pandemic, so I really, 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 I don't want to ramble, but I really want to draw into people here that we are in strange and different times this 2020 season. And seriously, self-care wants you to be vigilant, alert, and aware of seriously self-care and mental health, which is why I um, uh, postponed my other episode because I really wanted to touch on this so much. Um, And if you can spread joy or laughter or love to someone, during these seasonal affective disorder months, please do. Please do. Um, I know it's difficult, but I really want facing this as well.